L.L. Bean has partnered with the National Park Foundation to help you find your happy place. And with more than 400 national parks, there's a good chance you'll find one close to home. Discover your perfect day in a park at findyourpark.com. It may not be on your radar as a major vacation destination, but we're here to prove to you that Mobile, Alabama should be on your shortlist for your next week away. Join us as we talk battleships, historic homes, Mardi Gras parades, and more. This is RV Miles. Welcome to episode 98 of RV Miles. I'm Jason. And I'm back. (laughs) Hi, back. How are you? I am wonderful. Thank you. I am very happy to have 77.8% of my voice back. I am Abby, and we are two full-time travelers who, along with our boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, are crisscrossing North America. Each week, we talk all things RV and outdoors from travel destinations to gear, industry news, our national parks, and a whole lot more. And we're excited on this week's episode to recap our wonderful experience in Mobile, Alabama. So Mobile. That's their hashtag, I think. It is. It's a great town, an unexpected town. We had quite the quite the week-long party there. Yeah, seriously. They really know how to do it there. They do. And we're coming to you again from the Knoxville, Tennessee area, where we're in the process of transitioning from the bus to a new RV. Yes, as of Monday, today is Friday that this episode is being recorded. And on Monday, our friend Jeff, who purchased the bus from us, will be coming to pick it up with his bus driver and they will be taking her. That's going to be a sad day. Nobody talked to me on Monday because the only thing you'll get from me are like just giant sobs. Every answer will come in a sob. Yeah, we are really going to miss the bus. But I'll tell you what we are loving, or at least I am. Yeah, let's let's really put this into proper <laughs> perspective. Is our new truck, our new to us truck. New to us. Yes. You know, to clarify. Yes. Which is because, wonderful. Because which is new wonder- trucks are like $90,000. <laughs> new trucks are like having a baby. Okay. They're very expensive. So our new to us truck, we're very happy to have it. If you haven't seen the little video that we put up, we'll link to it in the show notes, but we have a Dodge Ram now 2,500 with a bunch of fancy words like Hemi, Hummer, (laughs) Hemi, heavy duty. (laughs) We bought, we bought a uh, 2014 Ram 2,500. It is a gas, which is the Hemi engine in the Rams. What does that, what does that stand for? Like well, him, like the Himalayas of no, gas it, engines? It, like it's what? actually because, and hopefully I, I get this right, it's, it, it's the pistons, the, the header for the pistons is instead of flat, like it is in most engines, is hemispherical. So it's it's rounded off. Hemi. So the top of the piston is is also rounded off like that. And it, it makes for a, a more powerful, stronger gas engine. That makes sense now. So our kids, because they have this thing about naming our automobiles and our, our RVs, you know, the van used to be called Go-Go. I mean, mm-hmm. they're pretty literal. <laughs> it it <laughs> goes. So yeah, Go-Go. Go-Go. They're pretty literal. 
So it's only bussy nat- is, is, uh, is bussy. The bus is bussy. So it's only natural that the Dodge Ram has been named Ramo. <laughs> Ramo. Not Rambo, because Jason and I keep trying to call it Rambo, and we are corrected every time. It is Ram dash O. That's all it is. Ramo. <laughs> and we did go with a gas truck. We were back and forth on whether to get gas or diesel. Um, certainly, we know the benefits of a diesel. We've been driving a diesel forever. We also kind of want to break from a diesel yeah, somewhat. Because <laughs> um, we've had, you know, some of the issues we've had. But in the end, we actually really didn't care as long as we could get a truck that could haul what we needed to haul in the price range that we were comfortable with and that didn't have 600,000 miles on it. That was well taken care of. And the way this whole thing shook down, and we've said this a couple of times, again, it was really just going to be what fell in our laps when it fell in our laps. We went, we found an RV we liked. We had an idea of what we were going to need. We come home and we immediately see this truck has popped up online. And we've already had the experience of trucks popping up online being like, oh, we're going to go tomorrow. Driving 45 minutes <laughs> you can't, only yeah. for it to have been sold. You know, seven miles, but it takes you 45 minutes to get there. So this truck popped up and I just said, get in the car now, go. You have to go. I don't care if it's midnight. So, you know, you went. And I think that this is a testament to how much I trust oh. you and how much I really didn't care. <laughs> That's really what it's all about. <laughs> Was I said, if you go and you like it, just get it. I don't need to see it. I don't need to know about it. Just go get it. It didn't matter to me at that point. I was so tired of looking at trucks. I just bring me one back. And, and you did. And I did. And you did. And I'm never driving it. She's a little nervous about driving it. It, You know, it's big. It's like driving Miss Abby around here now. <laughs> we needed to do laundry today. And normally I just go to do laundry by myself. And we all loaded up in the truck to go do laundry because I was not driving. I will drive it. I just need to not drive it in the environment that we're in right now, which is really narrow roads, really sharp turns, just really um, aggressive backcountry road driving. And that's not how I want to learn how to drive Ramo. That's probably a good idea. Yeah. So take me to the school parking lot down the street from my mom (laughs) and dad's in like three weeks and I'll practice down there. Can I just say, I don't think I've ever admitted this on the podcast. I'm just, look, I got my voice back. So now I'm just going to spill my truths. I have never driven the bus. And there's this part of me that as we are coming into like our last 48 hours. You want to go out and give it a drive? <laughs> if you crash it, we, they've already paid for it. <laughs> I just feel like, you know, am I going to live with the regret that I never got behind the wheel of a school bus? <laughs> am I going to let my mother be the only one who has Um, The school bus story in this family? Oh, boy. I don't know. I'm not, obviously, I'm not really going to drive it, but I have some regret that I never learned to drive it. And thank goodness, it was very irresponsible of me not to learn, of us, for me not to learn. But uh, I'll learn how to drive the truck to make up for it. I mean, I didn't learn to drive it before I drove it the first time. You just do it. Well, you and I. (laughs) You and I do things a little bit differently, okay? (laughs) You close your eyes and jump. And then I like to make a graph and I like to just kind of, you know, map out my trajectory. Then I like to jump with my eyes open. There you go. So we're very happy to have our our truck. Uh, We're very much looking forward to getting our new 
trailer, which we haven't announced yet because we're still working on closing the deal. Yeah, on I'm that. not saying I just I'm not jinxing it. I'm not saying anything until that thing is parked out there where Wanderbus is now and it has taken the place of Wanderbus. And I have officially put my cactus in there or something. Something I own has to go into it before I will actually believe and be willing to say this is what we bought. So hopefully we'll have a lot more <laughs> on that on next week's episode. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. For weeks, you've heard us talking about our new favorite organizational app for all things RV, Togo. Togo has created an ecosystem of offerings that completely digitize the RV operational experience. Checklists, how-to guides, instructional videos, and more, all designed by RVers for RVers. And if you didn't catch episode 91, the best internet option on the road, check it out to hear about their brand new all-in-one internet connectivity kit, the Togo Roadlink. With state-of-the-art hardware, Roadlink C2 is a powerful Wi-Fi booster combined with a 4G LTE antenna, a small all-in-one dome that easily installs on your roof and can be controlled by an app instead of a clunky portal. If that's not enough, Roadlink has joined forces with AT&T to offer unlimited 4G LTE data, specifically for RVers. Whether you're a full-time traveler or weekend warrior, Togo is designed to make your life easier. Simplify your travel experience and download the Togo app today, spelled T-O-G-O, in the U.S. Apple Store or Google Play. An RV that runs with Togo enjoys more miles with less trials. It's time for the answer to last week's brain teaser, this one, Abby hasn't heard yet because she didn't, you know, I didn't she, listen. her voice was out. She didn't even listen. She didn't listen to me ramble on for an hour uh, hey. for last week's episode. Hopefully you did. Thank you for, <laughs> thank you for sitting with me and a little bit of Jack. Oh my week. goodness. First off, hun, thank you so much. And thank you to Jack for jumping in very, very last minute and doing that podcast because we tried really hard to get me back. And it just was not happening. You and Jack were rock stars. Your voice was actually getting worse oh, day by was, day. So it was real bad. It was real bad. No. And this is the interesting thing about podcasting. It is an audio platform. Nobody. And I do mean nobody, not even myself wanted to listen to me last week. So <laughs> thank you very much for doing that. I appreciate it. So this brain teaser uh, was about your favorite subject. Reptiles. Oh, I was about to say The Bachelor <laughs> or Outlander, maybe David Tennant. <laughs> what, what, I don't know what we're talking about here. At a recent visit to the reptile house at the local zoo, I counted a total of 27 heads and 70 feet. I was counting snakes, lizards, and people. This is, I'm done. Just <laughs> you, I'm taking my headphones off and you tell me when you're done with this. I know that there were exactly twice as many lizards as people. So how many snakes did I count? Unbelievable, Jason. <laughs> and the answer is six snakes, seven people, and 14 lizards. One of those snakes is downstairs is, in the garage right now. We're, we're staying with family right now. And uh, in the garage the other day, two nights ago, there was a large snake. We didn't see it, uh, but apparently it went and hid behind some cabinetry and, and into a wall and it has not come out. 
and we're staying above the crotch. I can't talk about this. (laughs) I have so many thoughts on this. First off, you know, there's been a snake convo happening over in the RV Miles Facebook group. And then all of a sudden a snake pops up into the garage. You do a snake riddle last week. I just, I now see, I see so clearly that this has all been designed to stress me out. (laughs) Our winner this week is Les K from California, who will receive a Not All Who Wonder Our Lost t-shirt. And you'll have a chance to win yours later in the show with the new brain teaser. All right, it's time to talk about our wonderful trip to the party city, and it really is a party town, of Mobile, Alabama. Yeah, so, you know, we had finished up in the Hamptons of Alabama, down on the Gulf Shores, (laughs) and we had the best drive up to Mobile. It's only about, what, 50 miles between the Gulf Shores and Mobile? It wasn't that far. Super short. You went the toll road. Uh, I did. We didn't hook up the van because it was short. It's pointless. It was hot. And the Abby and the kids could be in air conditioning and all. Oh yeah, that worked out real good for me too, didn't it? (laughs) Real good. So I'll tell this story. So we we split up, and this was the first time because we have this mobile hotspot. It was the first time I let the kids use their devices in the car. I thought, hey, you know what? We're going like fifty miles. They can have their devices. I'll get to listen to, I was working through my Jane Austen audiobook. I was like, I'll get to finish listening to that. Jason's not in the car. It'll keep him from falling asleep. You know, I'll do my thing. Well, when you're coming into Mobile, it gets a little, little twisty turny. And then right before you hit downtown, you're going to go under this tunnel. You're going to go underground into this tunnel. And we're about to go into this tunnel. And Henry, he's had his Kindle the whole time. And I hear, mom, I don't feel good. And it's one of those moms, I don't feel good, where you know that you've got about 15 seconds before the I don't feel good, like comes out all over the car. (laughs) So I am driving, going into this tunnel, frantically, just blindly using my hand, searching for anything I can find a hand to him to have his sick. And I find a box and it's the box we're supposed to return your, your phone that you'd broke. And all, you know, I'm dumping all that out. Like I'm just shaking. I didn't care if the phone busted even more. I'm shaking it. Hand him the box. And he moves it just enough in front of him and then proceeds to miss the box completely. And so I, you know, had to stop. Uh, RIP car seat. Uh, that did not survive. <laughs> well, luckily the place we stayed, we, we actually stayed in a hotel. Yeah, we did a hotel Mobile. status. Um, and, uh, <laughs> luckily there was a big construction dumpster outside yes. that we were able to toss the car seat into. That's not the first car seat we've thrown away. No, for, no, it's not for, really. Sometimes those things happen and you weigh your options. Like, is it worth my time to clean this <laughs> up and do what I have to do in order to clean this up? Or uh, is my time better spent spending money and getting a new car seat? I'll tell you what, it was better spent getting a new car seat because it also meant I got to go to Target by myself. So anyway, (laughs) that was our, that was our first 20 minutes in Mobile. It was. Can't get much more epic than that. I mean, I guess you walk into the party city, the home of the Mardi Gras parade, and it's just natural that somebody's got to puke. Anyway, we did stay at a hotel. We stayed in the Candlewood Suites downtown. And this is like an extended stay. This place was hotel. awesome. And we had just stayed at an extended stay when the bus broke down 
uh, a few weeks earlier and it was not awesome. It was so no, it, it was okay. Don't do it, it, don't it do okay. that to don't do that to Amelia Louisiana, okay? <laughs> anyway, this place was very nice. We had an awesome experience in this hotel. Yes, we did. Um and I love the extended stay method because I don't like having somebody come clean the room every single day. Well, that's where you and I do. <laughs> I didn't, you know, I don't know. I don't like having to worry about it. That's bother fine. it. What I like about it is that, you know, this one was set up where we come in. We had a full kitchen with dishwasher, full fridge, everything, everything we needed. We had a table. We had a living room area with pull out bed. We had a bedroom. You know, we had space for our family to spread out. And when you're going somewhere like Mobile, which you can easily, and you're going to hear throughout this podcast, you can easily go and spend an entire week there and have so much to do and so much to do right downtown. So to have a hotel where a family of five, a large family can come in and spread out for an entire week and then have that be our home base and be able to walk all over the place, that is priceless to me when it comes to vacation mode. Plus they have all kinds of stuff like, you know, you can, they've got your kitchen for you, which is why we like the extended stay thing because. It helps with the budget. Yeah. You can cook, but they also have not just your kitchen stuff, but you can go down and borrow like a a rice cooker, a toaster oven. They had games downstairs. You could, you know, family games. They also do this really wonderful thing here, which I've not seen other extended stays do. They have DVDs down at the front desk that you can check out and bring up to your room. And it doesn't cost anything extra. You can just check them out. You bring them back before you leave. So we were able to have a couple of family movie nights. And I would love to see more campgrounds do some stuff like that. Absolutely. Wouldn't it be great if a campground has, and I'm sure there are some out there that do that, but have, has a, a DVD lending library. If they have, you know, a place where you can go borrow marshmallow roasting sticks if you forgot them instead of having to buy them from them all that sort of stuff i think that'd be fantastic yeah and it really does kind of get you to settle in a little bit to the place that you're at you know there's a pool here as well you know we walk right out our door and we're in downtown mobile and there's plenty of food options plenty of places to walk and check out tourist destinations so this was such a great home base they were so nice and not only did they have laundry on site it was free laundry on site. That is, that is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is an RV podcast and a lot of you have RVs and wouldn't be staying in a hotel necessarily. So there are campground options around there. Absolutely. Um, there is an, a nice state park that is right outside of downtown Mobile and Alabama state parks, as we discovered, are very, very nice. Oh, they're fantastic. But hey, you know, sometimes you like to get out of the RV. Yeah. You know, when you're visiting a a city, it's real convenient to not have to drive your RV. Oh, man. If because some cities, the campgrounds are all an hour outside of town. And when you've got something where you've got a place to cook everything, you've got your free laundry and it's just a little bit more than a campground. Sometimes it's worth it. You know, um, we're not snobs about that. A lot of people never ever want to go into a hotel and that's why they RV and that's cool. That's, if that's Hey, you. you do you, but that's not us. We love hotels. Yeah. We love hotels. They're great. <laughs> love my RV. Love my hotel. So one of our favorite things, one of the first things that we did in mobile, and if you don't do anything else in the mobile area, I think this is probably 
the thing that most people are going to be interested in and uh, and probably the easiest thing to do on a pass through visit. Well, and it's the number one thing that people recommended to us once they knew we were going to Mobile. Yeah. And that's the USS Alabama battleship Memorial Park. It's so you've got the USS Alabama ship there that you can tour, which is a big battleship. And then there's also the, the drum, which is a submarine. Yeah. This place is awesome. And I've actually been here before. I came here with my family when I was about eight years old, when we were living over in Gulfport. And I'll tell you what, like when we went down into the battleship for the first time, that smell has not changed in 30 years. (laughs) It's kind of the smell of, well, part of it is like the smell of the paint, but then part of it is the smell of just all the, the grease and, and diesel and all that stuff. To me, it's a a ship smell, like a, a naval ship smell. Like it just, I was immediately transported back to being like eight years old again. It's a phenomenal experience. On the Alabama, you've got, I think, five decks you can explore, half of them inside, half of them outside. Uh, that doesn't add up to five, but. <laughs> no, no, but that's okay, hon. But this place it's is, huge. is a most of the day thing. It's an all day thing. You know, we have learned that if someone, we've talked about this before, if someone tells us two to three hours, we're going to pretty much be there all day long. What's really cool about this too is when you show up and you get your map, there are color-coded tours that you can take. And so they'll have like the red tour or the blue or the green. They're self-guided. And you follow those markers and you read the descriptions on the piece of paper for that colored tour. And so you're able to get a lot of information about this, about the USS Alabama in a guided and like informative way. So here was another sort of wonderful road schooling opportunity where I was able to read every single thing to everyone with me and everyone loved (laughs) that I was reading every single thing to them. It's amazing because the kids can go into the gun turrets and stuff like that. They can lay down in, in the sleeping quarters for the crew and you get to see what life was like on a ship like this. They had an ice cream shop. On this ship. It's a soda shop, yeah. A, a, a barber shop. A, a dentist. A dentist, a, a surgery, all sorts of stuff. An ICU. Yeah. It was amazing to see how much they can fit on a ship like this and how it's it's like a city at sea. And it's even it's not even as big as like the big aircraft carriers. No, and you keep thinking, so when you're going through the USS Alabama, you keep thinking to yourself, Well, I must be coming to the end. This must be the last thing. And then there's just always one more thing. Then you go down into the engine room, you know, or you see where they decode uh, secret messages. And it's fascinating. And it does seem like you just keep going down and down and down. And it's steep. Those ladders or staircases, I don't know really what you want to call them. It's like it's like a half ladder, half staircase sort of thing. The kids at first were not having yeah, it. They they're didn't ship's like ladders. it. Yeah, they didn't they, like it. They actually are called ship's ladders. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> good to know. I learned something. <laughs> uh, but if you are mobility impaired, there is, it is a ramp up to the deck of the Alabama, and you can still tour around that main deck mm-hmm. without having to navigate a bunch of stairs or anything like that. So, Or even just if you ha- are uncomfortable with heights or uncomfortable with enclosed spaces, there's still plenty to see above deck. And then the same with the USS drum, with the submarine. You don't have to go in it if you don't want to. 
you can still be above deck and still get that experience of being near a submarine. And what an experience it is to like walk on top of a submarine and then go inside of it. The drum was my favorite thing here. Absolutely. Because it's, it's almost like the same stuff that's on this giant battleship, Alabama, but then crammed down into submarine size. So you get inside and you see, you know, the crew quarters where they hot bunk I mean, they rotate bunks because there's not enough bunks. So they sleep in shifts on the same bunks, you know, where they eat and, and all that sort of stuff crammed into a much smaller space. And the drum is impeccably taken care of. Yeah. There was a guy polishing all of the metal while we were there and they, they polish all the chrome and the brass and it, it looks fantastic. It's a great place. It's really an all day adventure. And, you know, they've got a cafeteria, they've got a small hangar you can go into where they've got some planes. Yeah. Probably 15 to 20 planes, jets, helicopters. Yeah. Some of them are borrowed from the U S Naval aviation museum. I noticed too. So they work in conjunction with those guys over in Pensacola. And there's tanks outside, all, all sorts of stuff. It's a great experience. And if you're driving through mobile on the interstate and you're not going to stop in town, at least stop here and check this place out because it is really amazing. It is not to be missed. So I really love high quality polarized sunglasses and you can get premium quality polarized sunglasses from Shady Rays for way less than the price of other premium brands. They're polarized shades that you can afford to lose or break because they replace them for free. doesn't matter what you do to them. Just pay a small shipping and handling charge and they replace your Shady Rays for you. You could be on the deck of the USS Alabama and the wind is just blowing and it just whips your sunglasses right off. Done getting a new pair. Or you could, you know, fall into the swamp off a canoe like I did. Yeah, that's not that. You know, Abby's got her aviators and I've got their classic deep timber version. I'm on a quest with these aviators to try and channel as many different aviator wearing characters as humanly possible. I'm currently in a CSI Miami phase right now. But there's all kinds of options for you at ShadyRays.com. They have their classics. They have their signature series. They have their X series, which is the sport sunglasses. If you're into that, they have aviators. Wow, wow. <laughs> they have their their ultra premium Italian acetate Ventura Ooh. sunglasses. They have the real tree edition for you outdoorsmen out there that want camo sunglasses and a whole lot more. And with prices starting at just forty five dollars. You can pick out your favorite pair of Shady Rays today, but they're going to sweeten the deal for you RV Miles listeners. You can get a buy one, get one deal. 50% off two pairs or more at ShadyRays.com. All you have to do is use the code RV at checkout. So head over to ShadyRays.com, pick out a couple of pair or more, get your aviators, start channeling your inner coolness and use the code RV to save 50% off. So while we were in Mobile, we did a slew of attractions. I was so tired by the time we left. <laughs> Sites and attractions, lots of different things. So we don't have the time here to like give you all the details about everything, but we're going to tell you some of our favorites and and just give you sort of, you know, the the bullet points. Let's do it like this. You pick two of your favorite things and I'll pick two of my favorite things. All right. So my first favorite thing 
is the Bellingrath Gardens and Home. This is a home that was owned by a Coca-Cola distributor, a bottler. And he made a, a fortune as, as one of the early Coca-Cola bottlers in, in the South. And he bought this cottage home for his wife and they built it out and they ended up building just tons and tons of gardens. So it's like a major outdoor botanic garden. And you can walk through all the botanic garden grounds. You can see the rose garden. You can go into different conservatories. It's absolutely stunning and meticulously taken care of. But then you can go into the home, the Bellingrath home, and get a, a tour. You have to uh, you have to have somebody take you through the home. And it's a separate ticket, but it was well worth it because it is this immaculate home overlooking the water in the midst of all these gardens. And I, I just thought it was pretty interesting history, but also just gorgeous. Yeah, it's a really beautiful space and it's a nice afternoon stroll for sure. You stole one of my... My answer. I'm sorry. That's okay. I got other old timey right. stuff I can talk about. All right. Well, my my other favorite thing was the Gulf Quest National Maritime Museum. Yeah, this does not surprise me. This made your <laughs> list. This is just an absolute Jason thing. So this is right on the water of the bay. It's it's next to there's a Carnival Cruise Lines port there, um, where people you know board to go out on a on a cruise. Yeah, and there was one there that there day. There was one that was I'd actually never seen mm-hmm. a cruise ship up close like that. I didn't know they were that. I mean, I knew they were big, but who? And this wasn't even one of the biggest ones. That's what everyone tells me. So the Gulf Quest Maritime Museum is sort of like a science center, but it's based on shipping. And what we found out there that I didn't know is actually container ships were invented in Mobile, Alabama. So the inside of this place is designed to look like a giant container ship. It's very cool the way they have it laid out. It's really neat. So your kids can go explore all kinds of levels to learn about all sorts of things about shipping, how sailboats work. There's many sailboats that they can drive, how tugboats work, how shipping from container ships and moving it to trains and to trucks, how all that works. In a very hands-on way too, which is exactly how kids like to learn, just to get in there and get at it. They can pilot an underwater robot that explores the sea bottom. Henry loved that. We could not pull that child away. But the best part of this place on the top level, they have a simulator. This is a real simulator that they spent gobs and gobs of money to buy that is used to train people to pilot big container ships and smaller ships as well. So you go in there as in groups of of people. But for us, it was so dead because it was the middle of, of a weekday. It was just us. And the kids were able to go in and, and they're guided, but they, they're piloting a, a large ship through Mobile Bay. Henry was, was like a madman. It he was just, amazing. He wanted to hit every single thing he could. He had no interest in actually learning how to drive his yeah. ship. He just wanted to plow it into all the other barges and everything around it. Well, they told us don't crash because crashing is like the most boring thing you can do because when you crash, it just shuts off. <laughs> right. And Henry's like, let me crash. <laughs> I think Gulf Quest would be on uh, the top of the kids list uh, as well. That was one of the greatest experiences that that we had in Mobile. What about you? If you listen to this podcast, you know, I'm just like crazy for anything that's old timey and hands on. Right. So what's really cool about downtown Mobile is they had from our hotel, we had two within walking distance homes that were from families in the area that have been preserved. 
And so I went by myself because nobody wanted to go and I didn't want to put up with forcing people to go. I went to this one home first. It's called the Condé Charlotte Museum House. It started off as Mobile's first jail. And from there, it was then purchased and it was turned into a home. And it is what's so fascinating about it is that each room is sort of a different period. Because Mobile has such a rich history when it comes to occupation of the city. So as you go through this home, you're going to go into a British commandment room. You're going to go into an American federal dining room. And then the second floor is the French sitting room. These are all representative of what Mobile was and is. It's just a beautiful melting pot. And this house is so well-preserved. And I was able to get my own personal tour. There's two, there were two docents that day, one for downstairs, one for upstairs. And they took me through this home and it was so wonderful to be on this tour with these two women. They were so enthusiastic and it was just me by myself. It was so great. And so from there, I was going to go afterwards, I was going to go over to the Richard Dar House Museum, the Daughters of the American Revolution. I was going to go over to that house. It wasn't far walking distance. This is my second item. And on my way there, you called me and said that Ethan wanted to come with me. So you can only imagine, I just like, I felt melted into the sidewalk. I was like, oh my gosh, a child wants to come to a historical home with me and like look at old things with me from the 19th century. So I picked Ethan up and we went over to this home, this gorgeous, gorgeous antebellum, these floor to ceiling windows. And they're talking about how, you know, they used to open, these windows would lift all the way up so that you could just walk freely from the inside to the outside because it's just so darn hot. What's really cool about this one is that you can touch everything that's in there. They want you to. You can sit on the furniture. I sat down and played the piano. Oh, wow. Played a little Moonlight Sonata on a piano that's almost 200 years old. I mean, it's, it's really unlike anything I've, anytime I go into these older homes and you do these tours, it's very rare to even be allowed, like they don't even want you to breathe on anything. (laughs) Now the difference between, so the Condé Charlotte, everything in there is from each room, each period is of that period. It is, if it's British, if you're in that British dining room, it is a British piece in there. French, French. In the Richard Dar house, it's a little bit more of a mix. They've pulled from here and there. It's not exactly the family's furniture. Both tours, though, and both all the docents that took us through were so wonderful. They were great with Ethan. They did a really great job of engaging him. Apparently, the Richard Dar house is also haunted in the upstairs bedroom, and they had a picture that they could show. They believe it's the uncle, and there was a, a picture of his his spirit, his image in the corner. So those are my two picks. There's one more thing that I want to throw in here. Oh, that I, I knew I, it. I knew it. See, this. I see how you are. <laughs> I think us as a family, I think we all really enjoyed the Mobile Carnival Museum. I would say that that's what the kids will probably tell you, at least maybe Ethan, that he liked the most because he got to dress up. He got to go on the float. He was dancing around. They had music going on in that main sort of social area that they call it the den. That place is super cool. And those, co- and the, oh man, the costumes. Whew. So everybody thinks of New Orleans when they think of Mardi Gras, but Mardi Gras parades were actually started in Mobile. And this museum covers the history of Mardi Gras parades. And you can see they have sketches on the walls of 
all the different floats from every single year dating back like a hundred years. It's really amazing. And then they have all these costumes from the balls, the big trains that the, the Kings and Queens wear. My kind of clothes. Yeah. I mean, there were some outfits that I would have totally rocked. I said to you, I think I was, I should have lived in Mobile. Like I should, I should have been a debutante, like a Southern belle. You should have. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine? (laughs) Terrifying. No. (laughs) So one of the most common problems that that we have as campers is that the grocery stores are so often 45 minutes away. And even though we're not camping at the moment, we're staying at our family home. <laughs> Everything's 45 moment. minutes away. <laughs> the grocery store is 45 minutes away. Everything's 45 minutes away. And, uh, you know, stuff that's cold starts to not, not that be we cold. You get frozen, frozen pizzas pizza. that start folding no, in half. Never. So <laughs> <laughs> we buy stock in frozen pizzas. So, oh man. <laughs> so we have been using our Pelican cooler to keep stuff cold from the grocery store. It's one of the best uses we have for our Pelican cooler alongside all the picnics and and the day trips and stuff is we can put all of our cold stuff from the grocery store in a nice cold Pelican cooler and not worry about it, even if we're not gonna come directly home from the grocery store. No, and that's the great thing because now with the truck, we don't have a dedicated trunk space inside the automobile being cooled down by the air conditioner. So if we are going to be transporting our food, we want it to stay safe. Pelican is going to help us do that. They're made in the USA. They are durable. They are bear proof. And when you are driving down the road, you need a bear proof cooler. Absolutely. (laughs) And if you are like us and you want to keep your food cold this summer season, whether it's in the back of your truck, at the beach or anywhere in between, then you want to go to pelicancoolers.com slash RV miles, pick out that cooler and you are going to get a free tumbler with any cooler purchase. And they've got all sizes out there. They've got 20 quarts on up to 250 quarts. I need to meet the person who buys a 250 quart cooler. I need to meet them. <laughs> you might have a lot of stuff that you've got to keep cold. I mean, you know, that's a big trip to Aldi. <laughs> I'm just saying. So head on over to pelicancoolers.com slash RV miles and get that tumbler today. We've got more on our trip to Mobile in a minute, but now it's time for Fresh Tank, Black Tank, where we talk about our favorite things and our least favorite things happening in the world of RVs, of outdoors, of us, of everything. (laughs) (laughs) So Abby, kick us off here. What is your Black Tank for the week? Oh, my Black Tank is going to go to laundromats that make you purchase a card. So we just went to a laundromat today. I spent like 30 some odd dollars because I wanted to just wash all the things, everything I wanted washed before we put it into the new RV. And I had looked online and it had said takes credit cards. And I was like, yes, they've got machines that take credit cards. So we get there. They don't take credit cards. You have to buy a card with your credit card to then use to the machine. 
So now you have to pay. And it's not like they just give you the card. I have yet to meet a laundromat yeah. that just gives me the card. A, a card that costs them two cents to buy. Right. Well, they didn't charge me two cents for it. Now I have this card that I've paid for that I have to put a minimum amount on. And of course, you know, it's not going to equal out to what I have to spend. So now we leave and I've got this card I don't need. It's got money on it I can't use. And I'm just kind of like super annoyed. First world problems. I get it. But it would be just really nice if I didn't have to buy your piece of plastic that essentially I'm just going to throw away because I'm never going to use it again. Well, it's just another one of those things that is a little difficult on the road because you go to laundromats, they're all different. Their pricing structures different. Their, the, their payment methods are different. You go to the grocery stores and they're laid out differently. Stuff like that, it always takes a little bit longer to work through when you're out on the road and going to new places. Well, this one was particularly frustrating too because not all dryers were created equal here. They all cost the same, but hot meant something different in each one. <laughs> so some of my stuff was super getting dried and then some of my stuff wasn't. So I actually hauled a few wet things back with me because I wasn't going to go and put another minimum on the card because I didn't bring cash because according to their website, I could use a credit card. That's yeah, a pain. I know. And Look, laundromats are the only thing that we ever use cash for really. Yeah. I mean, laundromats I and tolls. Yeah. And we avoid tolls like the plague. What's your fresh tank for the week? My voice. <laughs> it's it's lovely it's, I still, so, it's still a little it's, husky you got a little yeah little, it's, it's like my kathleen turner i'm like the <laughs> kathleen turner of podcasts right now so when she was doing kathleen turner in her older you know broadway years so my voice i'm very happy to have my voice back it's my fresh tank this week because i didn't think it was going to come back actually until about 20 24 to 36 hours ago i actually got it back i thought maybe i wasn't coming back to the podcast this week <laughs> That you were flying solo again. Maybe Thankfully. Ethan, yeah, maybe Ethan was coming on this week. I don't know what we were gonna do. So my voice is my fresh tank only because I don't think you recognize or realize, I should say, how much you need your voice. Yeah. Until you don't get to have it. Especially when you have kids to yell at. <laughs> I was gonna be more polite about it. <laughs> the children have had a lack of yelling this week. They've been thrilled. It's probably why I lost my voice last week. Plus, I've had to go an entire week without singing, which I know rough. I'm rough. It's rough. All right. Well, my black tank this week has to do with purchasing vehicles. It's oh, shocking. It's the 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 pain in the behind process they make you go through if you are self-employed and looking to buy a vehicle. The income verification is incredibly it's redonkadonk it's really really redonkadonk especially because it makes no sense it, not only the income ver verification but also the proof of address hoops that they've made us jump because you know our address is uh, is in illinois and we've just uh transferred to this address from a previous address but i have proof of my uh, vehicle registration I have my driver's license. I have uh, two, two cell phone bills, credit card bills, all sorts of stuff with that address on it. But none of it is utilities. And that's what they want is utility bills for proof of address. 
it's the most annoying thing. Because what do you do if you rent and, and your utilities are included? Or if you have roommates and the utilities are in your roommate's or name. Or even when you, you, our utilities have always been in your name. They've always been in my name. And we don't have the same last name. I never took your name. And I even kept if mine. I didn't, that wouldn't count for them. It has to be my name. I know. I know. There's just, a, there's a whole lot of like, it's, what ifs here. It's crazy. But we think we have it all sorted out. Shh, shh. That's, that's, that's been part of the issue. Please stop talking. That's why we haven't been able to tell you what our new heart What's your fresh yet. tank? We're moving on. <laughs> My fresh tank this week is having a vehicle without a TV system in it. One of the greatest things we thought when we got our minivan was that it has the TV system in it and the kids can put their headphones on and, uh, you know, be quiet and watch whatever's going on. And it has been great. That, has, it, that it, has been great. It has been great. But now going back to a vehicle that doesn't have a TV system in it, we're enjoying so much listening. As a family. Yeah. Especially here where we're driving 45 minutes to get anywhere. We're listening to podcasts. We're listening to music. We rarely listen to music as a family. We're listening to audiobooks again. We're listening to stuff together and the kids are asking for stuff to listen to. Henry is in love with Story Pirates. Right. Instead Shout of, out to Story Pirates. I'm sure they're listening. They're awesome. So instead of listening to the same Avengers movie 17 times over, <laughs> we're having fun experiences where we're all learning uh, and experiencing the same stuff together. And I'm, I'm loving that. Yeah. I mean, I introduced the kids to Karma Police by Radiohead yeah. today, an essential childhood piece of music. <laughs> I do have, I do have an addition here. I uh -oh. have, I have a gray tank. It's our first, our gray, first tank. gray tank. So Gray tank, meaning, you know, there's some, there's some good and bad to it. Uh, my, my great tank this week is a, is a piece of RV industry news. So, you know, we covered for quite a bit of time, the issues with, uh, with road track closing, going out of business. And then they were eventually, it was eventually announced that they would go into receivership and then would be taken over by a company called Rapido group, which, uh, owns the Westphalia brand in, in Europe. When Rapido Group bought Road Track, they announced that they would cover all the warranties that people have on their road tracks and people that have bought road tracks shouldn't have to worry about that because road tracks had six year warranties. And that's why a lot of people bought road tracks. They had such a great warranty. I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with why they went out of business. I'm, I'm, and I'm not being sarcastic. I don't know. Maybe it does. So now there have been some court documents showing that the sale has been finalized and more stuff is coming out in those court documents. And uh, one of the things is that the second row seating doesn't meet Canadian or U.S. standards. Safety standards. Safety standards. They do a pull test on it to make sure it doesn't, you know, pull out of the floor because these seats have seat belts in them. These second row seats are, are meant for people to, for people to, to sit in and be safe. Yes. And uh, they're not meeting those tests. But also in these documents is is some information about the warranties. And it's saying that Rapido is only going to cover warranty work for the next two years. And it's only going to cover up to $1,500 per vehicle. Isn't that like a battery? Up to a total. In a road truck. <laughs> yes. Uh, maybe not even. And up to, I think, $500,000 total, which is, you know, for all of the RVs. Oh, so $500,000 across the entire <laughs> yeah. ownership. Of, yeah. Wow. So, but here's why it's a great tank because this is a court document and this is what the, the what Rapido has agreed to 
with the courts. And a lot of people that have road tracks and were excited about this are now a little bit angry. But I think there's a little bit of a silver lining, maybe. And that is that Rapido is agreeing to this with the Canadian courts. That doesn't mean that they won't offer more. This is just the minimum legal amount that they're agreeing to. Yeah. And it's also said in those documents that they were going to hire up to 200 more workers by 2020 and that most of those were going to come from that Kitchener plant. Or at least they were going to be offered a job back. So there is also that, that they're trying to make right by those individuals that lost their job in all of this for doing nothing, but just doing their job, unless they were doing the second row seats, then I'd like to talk to them. (laughs) So anyway, that's a gray tank. It's a gray tank. We'll see how it shakes out. It's a gray tank because it's a gray area right now. It's the sale has not finalized. They haven't gone into full ownership. Nothing is rolling out yet. This is all just what's coming out. I think we're going to find that things will be a little bit different once the dust settles and they really start getting into the brand and getting into production. Yeah. All right. It's time for this week's brain teaser. Your favorite thing. You missed it last week. Ding, ding, Are you happy? Ding. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. What has small hills and valleys? Is crisp whether the air is hot or cold? Has a salty surface and ridges. That's it. That's it. Oh, if you think you know the answer, send us an email at editor at rvmiles.com or a direct message on any of our social media. And you might win a not all who wander our last T-shirt, which you can buy. You know, if you don't want to wait until you may eventually win a brain teaser, you can go buy one. Yeah, If you're we'll like me, just link. go get one. We'll have a link in the show notes. Looking to connect with other RVers and access tons of great resources and discounts? From motorhomes, travel trailers, fifth wheels, bus conversions, and more, FMCA is here to enhance your RV lifestyle. For as little as $5 a month, you can travel with peace of mind knowing FMCA has your back. Deals and discounts include RV insurance, roadside rescue, a tire savings program, more on that in a minute, plus their medical emergency and travel assistance program is included free. Yeah, you want to make sure your tires are ready for this summer season of RVing. And if they're not, check out FMCA's tire savings program. It's one of their most popular benefits. Members tell us they literally save hundreds per tire. You can get Michelin, BF Goodrich, Continental, and Hankook tires for passenger vehicles, light trucks, and RVs. You better believe we're going to be taking advantage of that. Hopefully not anytime soon, though. Visit FMCA.com to view tire quotes and a list of participating tire dealers. It's great because it's nationwide. It's the same pricing everywhere. So you know that you're getting the best deal. The benefit comes in especially handy when a tire emergency occurs when you're traveling out on the road in your RV. So if you are not a member of FMCA, what are you waiting for? Go over to FMCA.com and use the promo code RVMILES19. That is going to get you $10 off your membership to FMCA. We will have a link in the show notes but get over there today. We'll see you out on the road. All right, we wanted to save one of the best parts of our discussion of Mobile 
for last. Me. <laughs> well, it's partially best because it's food and you know how much we love oh. food, uh, but partially because it was Mother's Day and we were able to do this amazing champagne jazz brunch on the Perdido Queen boat. And it's not just a Mother's Day thing. They do this every week. Yeah. And they were some of the nicest people. And those champagne, the mimosas, that was bottomless. Bottomless mimosas you believe, kept coming. Yeah. This mama took full advantage <laughs> of that. It was mama's day. So I was like, I'm off duty and just keep those mimosas coming. It was so good. So we had it out. It was such a nice way to celebrate Mother's Day. It was nice to go with the boys. They got all kind of like dressed up a little bit. There was this fantastic jazz duo that played. And when we walked on, I thought, ooh, this could be real loud because he had his horn. It was a trumpet player. Yeah. yeah. It was a trumpet and a banjo. And, you know, trumpets can get loud. And this is indoors and small enclosed area. But but it was not loud at all. It was it was wonderful. They were fantastic. They were so fantastic. And the music was so good. The food was so good. It came from a local restaurant there in Mobile. And they just, they had it all. Had some salad. There was, you know, shrimp and grits, biscuits. Sausage and, and eggs and, and all that uh, good stuff. And they have different cruises, different times of the day. So the food, you know, obviously is going to vary depending on when you go. But this is old paddle wheel boat. And it cruises around the bay. So you get to see, it's sort of weird. It's like you're in this, uh, this old paddle wheel, but you're cruising around and seeing all the shipping industry stuff in Mobile Bay, which I, I thought was fascinating. But then you're hearing this fantastic old jazz music. And my favorite part of this whole thing is this boat, the Perdido Queen, is family run. The, yeah. You know, the, the servers, the bartenders, the, everybody, they're all the same family. Yeah. And and taking care of you in a way that only a family run. Well, they care. Can. They really, really care about you. They care about their boat. They care about what they're presenting and how it's how we as the tourist or we as the guest perceive the space. I mean, it's just it was so nice. And you can hang out down below, you know, be near the bar, have some food or you can go up on deck for a little bit. It was a unique way to celebrate Mother's Day. And I do think that it's another one of those things that's distinctly mobile. Yeah. You know, you're going to go into these different cities and everyone has sort of their thing that's like theirs. And this was one of those things, I would say, along with the Maritime Museum and then the Carnival Museum, that's just really distinctly mobile. And it's right downtown, right there, uh, right right by everything else. That's, that's It was within all, walking distance. Walkable down there. Yeah, we walked from the hotel, which was, I always enjoy anytime we can go somewhere and we don't have to drive from point A to point B. I love that. You know, there were so many things we've talked about today that we were able to just walk to from our hotel. Yeah, it made for a, a fantastic Mother's Day and made... Everything Jason easy it. on me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and we just we had a really wonderful time. It was it was a great end to our time in, in Mobile. Yeah. So thank you to the captain and the crew of the Perdido Queen. We just really enjoyed our time with you. And thank you to Mobile for really showing our family a good time. We had a blast there. It's one of those cities that you might not have on your radar as as a vacation destination, but I'm telling you, cities this size with this much history have been our favorite trips across the board. Yeah. And they've been our favorite long trips, not mm -hmm. just like an extended weekend, but you know, this was a whole week and we were able to really take our time and not feel like we had to do everything. 
within 48 hours. We could enjoy the city and get to know the people that call the city home. Fantastic place. I absolutely look forward to returning. That is it for this episode of RV Miles. For links to everything we talked about on today's episode, visit rvmiles.com slash 98. And if you love our national parks, listen to us over at the America's National Parks podcast. This week's episode is about a woman who was stuck on a island in the middle of the winter with just her three kids in northern Wisconsin. So it's the Apostle Islands this <laughs> it's week. It's frightening. It's fr- <laughs> frightening. I, she didn't know how to milk a cow. <laughs> she didn't know how to milk a cow, how to but milk she cow, figured but it out. She figured it out. <laughs> so fascinating. You can follow RV Miles as well as our personal travel blog, Our Wandering Family, all over social media. And visit us over at ourwanderingfamily.com. Yes, and thank you, as always, to our sponsors, L.L. Bean, the FMCA, Shady Rays, PelicanCoolers.com, and Togo. And thank you to you out there listening. We love being a part of your week. So thank you for inviting us along. I am now off to go make a very warm cup of tea, maybe a little bit of honey, because this voice is done. Have a great week, everyone. We'll see you next week. Until then, keep logging those RV miles. Bye, everybody. Bye.